I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatcher, today with my spectacular co-host, we've got Seth Vilo. Hello, it me. And we've got another wonderful guest, uh, we, or not guest, but co-host, uh, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi. Oh, welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon, from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. And boy, is this, I guess, in between today. <laughs> the place <laughs> we'll between see. places, if you will. Ooh, a place in between places. If you caught that reference to the Crystal Skull, props. Yeah. Uh, no. I guess we will go ahead and we will just talk about uh what we did this week if any of you guys had anything cool happen recently or well i want to i want to hear from seth i want to hear about your carnivorous plants oh yeah, oh. yeah. honestly you Tell know me. some of them are pretty dang good all okay. the ones that are indoors have been doing incredibly well i've got a lot <laughs> of the tropicals nepenthes okay. pitcher plants you know Im- imagine a bunch of victory bells all over my wait they're indoor some of them are why aren't they outdoors if they're like they're like tropical, right? Like it's hot. It's not that kind of hot, and it's not the right kind of hot. It's it's Georgia hot here, not like okay, in the middle of a rainforest hot. What's your humidity <laughs> at in Georgia right now? I don't know a mu- a thousand percent, something like that. But it's just mm. not it's it's not right. Number one, and the sun will absolutely bake them. Understood. Aww. It's not it's not correct environment. It's close. I'm assuming are they are they pretty shade tolerant or what, I'm assuming they don't take a lot of sun. Direct Funny sunlight. enough, no. <laughs> yeah, what? the Georgia sun would cook them, but yeah. Yeah, 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 I need yeah. a lot of a lot of sun. I actually have a lot of grow lights over the tropical ones in inside. Oh, okay, interesting. Because they weren't for a while. I didn't have them. I just had them by the window, so they weren't producing pictures because they weren't getting enough light. They actually need a tremendous amount of it. Most of the carnivorous plants are actually not um, shade tolerant pretty much at all. A lot of them need a tremendous amount of sun in order to do anything because the bugs just kind of augment. Because they're bog type, they live in bogs normally and stuff like that. And I'm assuming a lot of that's not shaded. Mm -hmm. Bogs and stuff, not forests. Right. Okay. Big blank wastelands. Yeah. I mean, the, the only time I've seen carnivorous plants in the wild was here and I went to a bog. And they had some, which I was surprised to see, because I always assumed they were more of like a like something you'd find in the Southern Hemisphere or something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, we totally have them in Northwest Washington. Oh yeah, pretty much everywhere has something. Yeah. Venus flytraps are from South Carolina. Like that's true. where they evolved. <laughs> that's true. I mean, have you been to South Carolina though? 
Yeah, it's yeah. pretty warm. Yeah. Yep. yeah, it's all swampy there. But that's what they like. <laughs> I was like. gonna say, like, I feel like a lot of America is swampier than people want to believe. Uh huh. How many cities are built on swamps? I mean, <laughs> a lot of them are actually. A lot of them are. Yeah, like the majority. Even back home in like Indiana, it's mm. just all swamps. Oh yeah. There's so much swampland in Indiana. It's crazy. Yeah. And you watch them try to like make it not swampland, and it it ends up being <laughs> and then a it disaster. becomes swamp anyway. It's and it's like you did what? Yeah, exactly. Excuse yeah, yeah, yeah. You. you did what? You made it not swamp? Yeah, I I remember that about Illinois too. I mean, because like historically, a lot of Illinois was uh, wet prairie, so mm-hmm. like people drain the prairies. Like, yeah, we're gonna fill it in, and we're gonna plant corn here. It's like, oh, guess what? It's gonna flood. <laughs> yeah, it happens a lot. It happens a lot. It's actually really oh, yeah. bad. Yeah, it's like really bad. I remember. So like I grew up in like farmland, right? So like I but I went to school in like a, I'm going to put it in the quote city, right? <laughs> and I remember I was in like some econ class once at, with a bunch of these city kids, you know, mm-hmm. city slickers. Yeah, these city slickers, you know, gosh darn city slickers. I, what's great is I've just evolved into one. So it's even better. <laughs> but uh, I remember one time because like I was just I was just out with my dad right this one year this was like I must have been my junior or senior year of high school so this was like 2008 2009 it was 2008 yeah because I remember having this teacher and she like ran out of a room in the library announcing that like the uh, Fed just announced a recession so okay. it was definitely 2008 and <laughs> yeah uh, <I> so. <laughs> and she but either way <laughs> we're gonna circle back to the whole swampland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She asked this, uh, the class this question because she was like part of the economics class was like watching stocks, right? Because that's a thing to do. And, sure. and she's just like, she's like, yeah, all of the stocks for crops like went up in price. Uh, does anybody know why? And nobody answered. And I was just like, because of all the rain we've just had, everything's swampland. So it all washed away the seeds right after they planted everything. And she's <laughs> like, exactly. None of you do that? And I'm just like, <laughs> no, because the rest of them live in, like, you know, these half a million dollar houses, and <laughs> I, I do oh. not. Uh, I do not. And <laughs> wow. It was, yeah, it was, it was a time to be alive. I don't know. Uh, See, now you you made that comment, and, and I totally agree with you, because I also did not grow up in a half million dollar house. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> but now I live in a half million dollar house. Right. It's not. <laughs> it's uh, but because of inflation and because of where I live, that's a thing. If it's Yo, not fancy. It's actually just six refrigerator boxes stuck together. Yeah. And I also like I cut, I don't live in the city at all. So it's I know I know exactly what you're talking about. No, it, like I I feel the same way. Like I don't live in like a very ritzy area right now. Right. Dayton, Ohio, isn't exactly the height of luxury. <laughs> no. So, like, my house is very reasonably, like, very modestly valued, but it's about the same. It's a, like, an equivalent house in another city might be worth, like, seven, six, seven, eight hundred thousand dollars. Oh, sure. And I did not get it for that. I will inform you of that right now. Um, <laughs> uh, but the catch is, I have to live in Dayton, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> so, you Turns know. Out the Midwest is very cheap. Uh, yeah. Uh, it turns out nobody wants to live here. And yeah, I completely understand why. The joke that I've heard about Ohio is the reason that so many astronauts come from Ohio is because they're so desperate to leave the planet. I don't. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, so, like, I'm originally from Indiana, right? So, I will call Ohio an upgrade. 
That's that's <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> I will call Ohio an upgrade. I I don't think it's a terrible place to live, though. There are some things coming up on a ballot very soon. That oh we, well, uh, but I don't want to get into that. Uh, wow. We're a family show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't mind living here. It's okay. Um, like outside of you know the weather just being the Midwest, right? Mm-hmm. Which yeah. It's. Just, I mean, it is the Midwest. It's just. It is what it is. I actually really like living in the Midwest because of climate change. Whoa! For so many reasons. One, there's no coast here to threaten my house becoming beachfront property. <laughs> That's fair. Two, uh, there is no. Uh, actually, the Great Lakes region is like one of the best regions to live in for climate change because the Great Lakes will help moderate the uh, the climate most anywhere else in the U.S. Interesting. That's fair. Okay. Yeah. So I actually, I really don't mind living here for those reasons. Hear me out, though. Like, I'm pretty close to the Georgia fall line. Yeah. I'm about to have a beach house. Like, if y'all want to come down. Uh, that'll be a fun <laughs> couple of years. Give it a couple of years and I have beach property right here. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Georgia has a fault line. A fall line. Not oh, fault. oh, okay. I was like, whoa, okay, wait Which a minute. Which is just <laughs> the line where the ancient ocean used to be. Correct. Like when everything was melted and everything. Yeah. You can see it in our, like where a lot of the farms took off. There's maps and all that kind of stuff. I'm sure you're aware of all that kind of stuff. Oh, man. But, okay. Oh, that takes me back. So there is a, <laughs> so, so I, I grew up in a small, well, smaller town. And so the local news doesn't have a story to stay, say every week. So oh, you know about the, boy. like the East West Continental Divide, right? Like where, you know, if rain falls here, it ends up in this part of the ocean. And if rain falls right. here, it falls in that part of the ocean, right? Yeah. So, there turns out not to only be an east-west continental divide, but there's also a north-south continental divide as well. Oh, boy. Sure. Yeah. And there is a sign for it back in my hometown, like, on this oh, random really? highway. Like, here is the north-south continental divide, and it has no bearing on anybody's life other than it's there. <laughs> and so one year, the local news went and said, hey... This is, uh, they like wanted to do a story on that sign. And so they found the guy who like discovered the North South Continental Divide and they went and talked to him. And it was honestly one of the worst interviews I have ever seen <laughs> no. in my entire life. No. Because like the guy, it wasn't because the, the reporter was a bad interviewer. It was just because the guy that they were interviewing was just a bad interviewee. Oh no. And so they're just like, yeah. So like, how did you discover it? He's like, I don't know. I just looked at the contours on the map and I found it. <laughs> the contours right. on the map yeah and then and, and then he's just like and they're just like yeah but like what about it helps you identify he goes the contours <laughs> good, and like good, he had just good. no way to like stretch the story out he I just like kept saying that he, yeah it was essentially i like turtles but from a 70 or 70 80 year old man just telling you he nice. saw the contours on the map and he discovered it uh, and at some point, you could tell the man was just genuinely annoyed that they kept asking him questions about it. <laughs> As if they should, like, obviously understand that the contours are the way that you found out that the... <laughs> was how you discovered the it. old Photoshop means. Yeah. You can tell it's a Photoshop by some of the pixels and the way that it is. But yeah, this, <laughs> is, a, this is a Pokemon podcast. Yep. Yay, Pokemon. Yay. We learned a lot about our lives uh, today. Yeah. Well, that's okay. I, I wanted to know about these carnivorous plants and, yeah. you know. The yeah, outdoor yeah, yeah. ones are do- in real bad shape. I think I lost about half of them with that really cool Ooh. snap that we did. And oh, I don't think sad. I divided them correctly. So, oh, so you're the problem. I lost a tremendous yeah, amount right. of the outdoor ones. But that's okay. I had like 80 of the separate plants. So if I still oh, have my. 40, that's fine. 
That sounds that's a like, lot. That's still that is a lot, few. actually. Yeah. 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 Oh, right. Well, uh, we've got some news to talk about. So let's kick it on over to that. Let's uh, cue that epic music. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got things to talk about. Apparently, Pokemon Masters gets in the news segment because it's been a slow news week. (laughs) The first Gen (laughs) 9 character is going to be in Pokemon Masters. Uh, It's going to be Nimona. But it's set to go later than the usual daily reset, um, which is August 8th. People have been speculating that this is... uh, speculating this is because there's going to be a Pokemon Presents on August 8th. Um, I am skeptical only because I trust no predictions anymore. Right. Yeah, you shouldn't. The the only prediction you can trust is that it will be broken. Uh, Yeah, honestly, yes. (laughs) Yeah. With most things in Pokemon these days, it will just not work. Right? Like Pokemon Live. Good sentence. Pokemon, uh, Scarlet and Violet. Something will be broken. I don't know. To be fair... I think that when we talk about Pokemon Scarlet and Violet being uh like a buggy game, I think that's just like the next step in the longest line of Pokemon tradition. Right. Well, yeah. you're not wrong. Like think about think some about of the how most like, memorable bits are the glitches that we take advantage right? of in Gen One. Like yeah. this is just oh, a yeah. feature like, now, Gen- not a <laughs> yeah. Mi- like think of missing now, right? Like yeah. I, I nine hundred ninety nine rare candies and items. It's slot six on my bag. Where'd these come from? Hmm. Yeah, I just wonder how much of it's like semi intentional <laughs> at this point, right? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I I uh, could totally see people being like, "Oh man, I really like the fun glitches," and then it just like hope that it goes viral instead of the actual game know. itself. I don't know. Like Pokemon Scarlet and Violet as a concept, like if it wasn't buggy and like ran at six frames per second some days, I think it would be. Uh, I think it's just a fantastic game. Like, the concept, the execution is very well done uh, outside of yeah. the game performance. And tell us more about Rillabooms, Mark. What? Uh, give us yeah. your opinion. Whoa. Well, Rillaboom is back for another seven-star raid. Uh, it can be soloed pretty easily with a transferred Magirna. And uh, the Wild Fighting Corviknight can do pretty well by itself, or a variety of Pokemon can work if you have a means of stopping its attack gains. So yeah, go get that real boom. Yeah, with the mightiest mark. Yay us. Yay. Uh, awesome. There's a there's a grim snarl apparently too. Yeah, there's a grim snarl. You can get a shiny grim snarl, which is available with the code T H I one two zero two two C H A M P. Basically, tie twenty twenty two champ, but the I is a one. What was the Grimmsnarl from? It must have been from something. Oh, it's from the Probably Thailand. a the championship in, the, champ. in Thailand in 2022. Yeah. <laughs> if I had to guess. I just didn't know if they were just like the, like they were trying to be like the champ oh, yeah. or something. That's or if it was legitimately like Thai. I didn't know. Like, I think I think they only have the option for one on the... No, no, they don't have the letter I. Some, they don't have the letter yeah, I. Yeah, some of them are disabled. Like, you can't do O, you can't do one. Yeah, they do it on the purpose to prevent similar. there to be confusion in the letters, right? Yeah. Right. Thank uh, goodness. I, I don't blame them. I mean, they were very smart about Like, how is there more thought and design there than in some other things in the game? Uh, <laughs> I you only know. have to do that once. It's very confusing to me. All right. Uh, also, uh, OU started a suspect test for King Gambit. Retro, Raggy. Yep. 
Weldon. Okay. Uh, poor guy. Yep. Rip. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it ends on August 9th, by the way. So if you want to get in and get your suspect Rex, um, that's when it ends, August 9th. There's also the ongoing discussion about terrestrialization. Action may come from that. Um, really? After this, but King Gambit itself is more pressing. So, yeah, if you have thoughts on Terra in OU, talk about it there, too. Woo. Interesting. Uh, po- right. Pokemon Go stuff, though, Mark. Like, what a, what a wonderful game. Oh, Woo. man. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you've been on Pokemon Go lately, I've noticed. You've been you've been sending me gifts. Okay, so, like, I only do Pokemon Go. Like, I'm, I'm quite literally a Fair Weather fan, like, when the weather's nice. Because <laughs> as, per our earlier dis- as per our earlier discussion, I live in Ohio. Um, mm-hmm. And in the winter, it is unbearable to go outside. Maybe not for much longer uh, if things keep going the way they are, but <laughs> it, it's uh, it's unbearable to go outside during some months of the year. Anyways, <laughs> the Glittering Garden event runs August 5th through 8th. Uh, it adds shiny Pet Level and it has different Pokemon spawning each, in parks each day uh, with Pet Level on the first day. Kind of weird they haven't announced Hisuian Lilligant for the event, but it seems a perfect time to add it. I will add this. Uh, so Shark informed me today that they, was it today or yesterday, that uh, they were finally adding Go-Goat into the game as like a special thing uh, during the Safari events in Korea and what was it in Spain? I think Barcelona was the other one and it's in like October and in November. So I'm like, well, <laughs> I guess you've got some traveling guess, to do. Uh, no, October is when the babies do. So oh, absolutely no. not. <laughs> Sounds like a great time to abandon your family. Yay, and go to Korea. Yeah. <laughs> Honey, I have to go catch a whatever. I have That's to go funny. catch this thing that'll probably be available locally in a few months. Yeah, right. We're at least Bye. within a year, like by the next GoFest, right? So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Uh, all right. Uh, you get the last one, Seth. You bet. Me- Mega Diancy has been confirmed for GoFest. Yay, we made it. Cool. Wow. All right, uh, Puckle's Pokey <laughs> prediction. We know of four already, but how many more new Pokemon forms do you think we'll get in the first wave of the DLC? We know four already. What? Oh, what are they? I don't know. Actually, uh, I don't. Do you mean uh, the legendaries? Uh, no, because there's five already in the DLC. I don't know what that question is. In po- new Pokemon in forms. Well, we already have a list. We have more than two. two pokemon or four pokemon there's five pokemon at minimum right and then yeah yeah, uh, yeah. three not starters the uh, the mask dude the turtle the The baby turtle well the baby turtle we don't actually know i assume the baby turtle is just a form of the big turtle right like yeah yeah, but i'm counting it until they tell me otherwise it's like a it's a zygarde it was a real it's a zygarde cell exactly It's a Zygarde. See, I thought it was its individual thing. I thought they announced it was its own. Pokemon. No, because they, they didn't. They, they didn't give it a name. Specifically, not named it. They haven't oh, named it because it's I probably. See. They've Terrapagos even said again. it resembles Terrapagos. Oh, okay. But so maybe it's it. just for. It's okay. probably just Terrapagos, but smaller. Terrapagos, if you leave it unplugged for too long, yeah. it's Terrapagos <laughs> without the crystals it needs to t- do terrastalization thing. Yeah, but anyway, like all the Terrapagos. That's the only things crystals. I can think of. I can't think of any like specifically forms that we know of. I don't think we're gonna. Uh, I don't think we're gonna see any. Unless we have like, I don't think we're gonna see new Pokemon. More suited, all, more honestly, more the one that I the do. thing that I really dislike, um, and you could disagree with me here, Seth, um, 
because they they showed that like the apom and the glyscore were like version exclusives um, yeah, everybody's been like, oh, are they? Yeah, uh, they're version exclusives, depending on what Violet or Scarlet or whatever. It's fine. Um, they have been going that uh, people have been saying, well, they're going to get new evolutions or they're going to get uh, um, paradox forms or something because uh, these are new Pokemon or they're like highlighted uh, them. And I'm like, I don't know. I feel like they just highlight Pokemon sometimes for fun. Yeah. And yeah, because they did it with uh, Sword and Shield as well. Like randomly when Sword and Shield was announced. They're just like, by the way, Dino and Larvitar are version exclusives. And I was just like, oh, okay, thanks, guys. Here you go. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go ahead, guys, and we're going to kick it on over to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. We're going to quiz your co-host on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to our trivia. Thank you for that introduction, Mark. Thanks for being here as well. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right, we're going to go ahead and we are going to ask you your first question. Your first question this week is going to come to you from Umbreon1080. What Pokemon learns the most Oko moves by level up? Ooh. Oh. Oko moves by level up. Okay. Yeah, and I'm going to tell you it's a grand total of two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll give you that hint for man, free. I think. Wait, no. Oh man, I have no idea. <laughs> I think by level up. Okay, by level up. That's what threw me. Because like, Nido King uh, has like Fissure and Horn Drill, but I don't. Neither of those are level up. I don't think. Because you know, Horn Drill. I think is, isn't it? It might be, but they're weird. They're one of those weird ones where you. When you drop the Moonstone on them, they basically stop learning moves. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, another one that somehow came to my head was Walrein or Kyogre. Well, see, the one for me was Lapras because I knew I get Sheer Cold. And but okay. I don't know if it learns that by level up, right? Yeah. I feel like one of it has to be Sheer Cold for one of them because that's yeah. fairly common in level ups. It might be Lapras because I think it might get Horn Drill, maybe? Maybe uh, that would make sense, but I don't know if it gets it by level up. I don't know if it drills. Yeah, I honestly don't uh, know. Um, uh, it's got to be something Gen <laughs> One feeling. Well, Fissure might be a good one, right? Because I feel like Fissure, a lot of stuff gets Fissure, doesn't it? Yeah. Could it be? Could it be Mamoswine? Oh, it could be Mamoswine. Sheer cold yeah. and Fissure. Yeah. God, I forgot about Mamoswine. Um, do you want to go with it? Uh... I mean, I'm. I don't think it's right, but I don't have anything better for some reason. Yeah, I don't like I'm stuck on Wall Rain in my head, but I, I don't think that's right. <laughs> Mamoswine yeah, I don't feels think right better. Yeah, let's go with it. Yeah, Mamoswine. Mamoswine is unfortunately incorrect. <laughs> uh, the answer is Excadrill. Excadrill oh, both learns both Fissure and Horn Drill. 
Wow, we're we good. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Cool. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Of course it's that guy. I guess not. I guess I wouldn't have thought horn drill. It's just yeah, is a drill. It anyway. is a drill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I wonder, is horn drill one of those moves where like, because it's a Gen 1 move where it just like wasn't translated well. Um, Let me look it up. While I'm going to look at oh, this next real question. But yeah, I think horn drill like might be. No, it is literally horn drill in Japanese. Never mind. Is uh, it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, it is. Wow. No. Nope. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, thank you, I guess. Uh, all, I don't think anybody in Gen 9 actually learns it by level up. Or at all, oh. for that record. Interesting. Uh, <laughs> Anyone. It, it is It is still in the code, by the way, uh, for Gen 9. It's just it's just not there. Uh, the only way to do it is to call it via Metrodome. What? Right <laughs> now, yeah. Because none of the Pokemon that learn it are in Scarlet and Violet right now. Yeah. Oh, oh uh, yeah. interesting. None of the Pokemon that learn it are in huh. Scarlet and Violet yet. Some of them will be, so... Hold your yeah. hope. All right. Well, your next question, guys, is going to come to you from uh, from Jeremy. There's only one basic Pokemon that has the ability bulletproof that when it evolves, it loses the ability altogether. Yep. What is that Pokemon? Applin. Now your final answer? Final answer. <laughs> A- Applin is 1,000% <laughs> incorrect. Or correct. My bad. Uh, what? <laughs> it is one thousand percent correct. You are correct. It is Applin. I know uh, my Apple kidding. boys. I know you did. Uh, all right. Well, you guys are one for two. Your next question is your Yay. Pokedex entry question, as always. From the once and future gamer, it's Pokemon White Two entry reads: Its heartbeat is fast and its blood is so agitated that it can't sit still for one second. Who's that Pokemon? What like in, uh, some of my classmates in elementary school? <laughs> um, heartbeats fast, can't sit still. Vigorous. Um, I don't know. That's not right. Hold on. Uh, Feels very primate. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Like I was like, it's not Mankey. What game was it from maybe? again? Forgive me. Black and white yeah. two or white Black two. And white oh, two. Uh, it's one of those. Uh, no, oh. it's the same thing for both. Okay, the same thing for both implies that. It was not a Gen 5 Mon. Okay. So, Primeape? I'm comfortable with that. That seems fine. Yeah, yeah I think it makes sense. Primeape is incorrect. We're good. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, your other entry is going to be from Pokemon Sapphire. This Pokemon, because it uses the name, uh, is simply incapable of remaining still. Even when it tries to sleep, the blood in its veins grow agitated, compelling this oh Pokemon to run wild throughout the throughout the jungle before it can settle it down. It is Vigoroth. Oh. It's Vigoroth. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's the other one. Yeah. Is Vigoroth yeah, your answer? Vigoroth. Yeah, yeah, let's what? do it. It is Vigoroth. That is correct. Oh. <laughs> it is Vigoroth. Why do I trust my brain? Why do yeah. I do this to myself? <laughs> You guys are two for three. Your next question is your multiple answer que- question, as always. Uh, you guys can get up to three points here. Um, this one is going to come to you from uh, Dragon Tamer Nick. And there are 13 answers here. Oh, my um, God. Okay, let me open whoa, a note. Okay. For every three of <laughs> them you get, you're going to get a point. Uh, you're up to three points. Uh, so you only really need to give me nine. All right. What 13 okay. Pokemon gained the steel type upon evolution? Okay, I've got 13 evolution. bullet points. Upon evolution, they gain the steel type. Onyx. Uh, well, oh, yeah. Yeah, Onyx, I would yeah. like the evolution, but that's also fine. Onyx too, yeah. turns oh, into Steelix. Yeah. That's Steelix. correct. That is one. Uh, you just lock these in. You get 13 strikes. 
or not 13 strikes, cool. three strikes. Well, sciz- it is Scyther, like, Scissor. How, how uh, do you yeah. actually pronounce Scyther it? Scyther turns into Scizor. Scizor. Yeah, Scizor. Yeah. Uh, Scizor is it. correct. That's how the Scizor Pokedex. is correct. I, I, I pronounce it Scizor too. That's but, how the little Pokedex um, application told you to pronounce it many, many years ago. That is yeah. two of them. Scizor, uh, Drillbur turns into Excadrill. Oh, yeah. That is true. That is uh, three. Um, let's see. <laughs> We're good. There's some We're obvious ones good. that I'm actually really. There are some obvious game. ones. <laughs> I know. I know. My ooh, ooh, Escavalier, right? Yep, Escavalier. Escavalier. Escavalier is correct. Yes, that's four. Um, Cosmog. Corviknight. Corviknight's another. Corviknight and Cosmog. That is two more. Yeah, that is two more. That gives you six. Six. Yeah. Yeah, yep, that's six. That's uh, three more down. is what I need. Okay. Golden Go, right? Because um, it's not sealed before. Yeah. Yeah, give me yeah, Golden, Golden Go. Golden Go is correct. Yeah. That's seven. Woo! <clears throat> uh, let's see. Not the other ghost steals. Ooh, Empoleon. Yep. Empoleon is eight. One more and you get all the points. I'm just kind of running through types in my head, like grass steel. Right, no. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's some, some steel types? Uh, There's only one fire steel. Um, dragon steel. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Dragon water. Is Kingdra. Is Lucario gains steel? No, not steel. What? Uh, why was I thinking dragon? Um, Sorry. Yeah, Lucario. <laughs> Lucario's one. Lucario is correct. That's nine. Uh, I shifted okay, in my okay. head to dragon there, type. What there are... <laughs> <laughs> there are four that you were missing. The four you were missing were one Pinecota Fortress. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nose Pass to Probo Pass. Oh, oh yeah. Forgot about that one. Uh, you did not say uh, Gumi to Hisuian Sliku. Oh, uh, and oh, the one yeah. that I don't think anybody would have ever gotten um, is Burmy to Trash Cloak Wormadam. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't think I, I expect that nobody to get that question correct. Nope. No, no. We all forgot that one existed. Yep. All right. Your final question is your base stat question as always. And this one is going to come to you from Liger, the trivia master himself. Oh, boy. What fully evolved ice type has the lowest special defense? Special, special Wouldn't defense. Wouldn't it just uh. be Avalug? Hisuian Avalug, because I think it loses some special defense upon evolution, and it's like 35. Oh, it does? Or like Hisuian to regular Avalug, I think, loses some special. Because hmm. that thing is just extremely lopsided. Um, I'm honestly not familiar with the stats on that one. Um, so I'm going to, I if you feel that is correct, I will lean on your expertise. Okay, I'm trying to remember if regular Avalug or the Hisuian Avalug has lower... Um, um, can we use a hint? We've gotten the question wrong. You can use. We've the gotten hint, a wrong yeah. question. Yeah, this is a regional yeah. form. Okay, oh, well, Hisuian Avalug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hisuian Avalug is correct. Hisuian yeah! Avalug has a special Yay. defense of thirty-six. Yep, I was close. Uh, regular Avalug has a, a, a special defense of 46, which is uh, still higher than the next lowest, uh, which is Cloyster and Delibird at 45. Mm-hmm. Ooh, Delibird. Yeah, so you guys got seven points there, so we're going to go ahead and add that to our trivia score. Um, all right. Um, let's see. Remember, this is a race to 40. Um, the points also don't matter, so... <laughs> All right, we're going to sort it. 
In first place, we got Seth Bilo with 19 points. Woo! Yay. In second place, we've got Mark with 14 points. Yeah! In third place, we've got Shark with 8. In fourth, Sigma with 7. And in a four-way tie for fifth, we've got Whimsicott, Shamu, Linian, and Jushiro with 6. Everybody else has yet to get on the board. Well, Seth, I'm coming for you. Oh, boy. Oh, I, I race you. All right. Until next <laughs> Until next time, uh, that's uh, been uh, Pokey Quiz. We're going to kick on over now, guys, to the topic. Are you addicted to cardboard like myself and Seth? Maybe you want to pick up a booster box of Obsidian Flames next week. Well, the best way to do it is to support the show by going to trollandtoad.com and using code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Whenever you do so, we get a small kickback, and we really appreciate the support. So make sure, if you're buying anything, whether it's Pokemon, Magic, Yu-Gi-Oh!, you can head on over to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout. Get a 5% kickback for using the code and supporting the show. We appreciate everything you guys do, and we will catch you on the flip-flop. Welcome to our topic today. Our topic today is extraterrestrial Pokemon. What does that even mean? Do, 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 do. What does that even mean? We've had aliens on the brains uh, for many reasons today. <laughs> <laughs> because Seth is here and we all know he's not from Earth. Nope. He's from Georgia. <laughs> Completely different place altogether. Different reality. Yeehaw and all that. Yeehaw. <laughs> no, no, no. So there's, uh, uh, yeah, we just wanted to talk about it. I just thought it'd be fun to just go ahead and just have a fun conversation about these. Uh, immediately when Seth brought this topic up, the idea of doing this, um, the thing that came <laughs> to my mind immediately was Clefairy. Cause like, that's like the O, I feel like that's like the OG Pokemon where you're just like, this is from outer space. I don't know. It was also, I don't know. I just think about it all. I, this is me going, this is like the Gen 1 that's showing through. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Get your bingo cards out. Back in simpler times, Pokemon had fun lore. <laughs> so, I mean, I really like the argument. Was it though? I, you are semi-correct. I think, so part of the thing about Gen 1 that I appreciate that I don't think we see a lot of nowadays um, is, Linian brought this up last week during the water type episode. We got a lot of Pokemon that were just like lumpy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And well, they, like they, they weren't like really based on anything because like nowadays you look at a Pokemon design, and you go, How, what's that based on? Like what animal is that based on? What with mythology is that based on? Yeah, this is based right, on. Yeah. You look at Slowbro and you're like, what is that? What? <laughs> it's a hippo. <laughs> yeah. No, you really do, though. No, no, no. I will say it's a hippo because I, sh I showed my daughter that and she said it's Hama, which is Korean for hippo. And I was like, you know what? Actually, I think you're right. Hippos are known to have shellfish on their tails. Yes. It's true. It's pretty often. But I feel like Clefairy also kind of lands in that camp where they're just like, yeah, this is a pink blob. <laughs> this is pink blob number six. We made it shaped like a star because it's from space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they just, it's never clear whether, by the way, whether or not Clefairy are actually from space or if they just like dancing to the moon. That one insane scientist from the anime said they are, so I mean. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, there have been, mul there were multiple episodes about Clefairy, by the way, in like the Gen 1 anime. Yeah. By, by mu multiple, I mean two, which is more than one, but it's really odd that it happened twice. Well, didn't, didn't Oddish also have like this thing with the moon? Like it would come out during full moons or something like that? 
I feel like that's just it, though. I feel like that's just Oddish likes the moon, not it's from the moon. But I mean, that's kind of the same thing with the war, right? It's like, well, it, it likes the moon. It comes out at the moon time. So, I mean, I don't know. That's like a thing in Pokemon. I really love like the lore of like Clefairy and like the big thing being like, it evolves with the moonstone. I go, yeah, but I wouldn't say like Nidoking and Nidoqueen are, uh, are extraterrestrial either. Or, or Wigglytuff. They're also from the moon. The poison rabbits also. I don't know. Maybe they are. Maybe maybe everything that interacts with moonstones. Is there anything ever else that evolves? Oh, I guess Moon and Musharna, right? They use the moonstone. Yeah, because they're a, that's when people sleep. Like moonstones don't like they, they like not a lot of things use the moonstone other than like that Gen One contingency, right? Uh, I'm gonna look this up right now because now I'm curious about moonstones because like the moonstone itself is an extraterrestrial Pokemon, right? So yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to find out what evolves with the Moonstone. Oh, Skitty. Skitty as well. Uh, what? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's Remember right. that's a Pokemon? Uh, yeah. Yeah, turns out. It can paralyze Dugtrio because of normalizing. <laughs> anyway, what were you saying, Mark? You, you, I cut you off a little. Oh, no, 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 you go ahead. I was just going to say the, the whole thing about the Moonstone doesn't make sense, so... Oh, yeah, the Moonstone itself doesn't make sense. You are correct, yes. No, it doesn't, because there's so much weird stuff that evolves with it. It's like it's not a sign of being an extraterrestrial at all. It's a stone. I don't, I don't understand how stone evolution works. I'm going to be honest with you. Radiation, obviously. Yay! I don't understand how leaf stones exist. Like, also, that must be terrifying. Like, Pokemon stone evolution? Like, that must be terrifying. Like, as a Pokemon... You randomly touch a rock and just... Ah! <laughs> yeah, you're just, like, completely different. Well, that's the thing about Eevee. It's, like, its DNA is so unstable, it gets within range of this thing, and it just evolves. It's terrifying. How, why would you want that? That's Yeah, that's crazy. You wake up one day as a leaf. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> it's just terrifying. It's just, like, the idea of stone evolution is terrifying to me. Yeah. Trade evolution is also weirder, but that's a that's that's another thing. At least if you touch a radioactive rock, you change. Like I get that, but I mean, like trade evolution, that doesn't make any sense to me. Also, the Moonstone has had like five different like versions of it in the anime itself, which is also very fun. Yeah. <laughs> like in one in one episode of the anime, like the Moonstone is a giant rock. Oh yeah, the Clefairy episode, right? Yeah, it's just a giant rock. Like that was like that was very early in the anime. I love early anime because it was before Pokemon made rules as a brand. Yes, yes. It's when you get like the real fish in the Cerulean City gym. Yeah, like real fish and like ducks. Yeah, I love it. I lo I love Gen One anime. It makes me happy. I want to make a parallel to something that Mark just said with about with like the Oddish thing about it being like the moon. Mm -hmm. The parallel that I immediately thought of is like Star You and Star Me because I know their dex entries state that they like sit and float on the ocean and flash their crystals to the space. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And, but they're also transmitting radio signals to space. It said it's like it's thought they come from there, but again, it's one of those things where it's like we don't we don't know. It's like ET phone home thing, right? Sending radio signals up, like what? I honestly like these little ones like that. I don't know. I think it's really cute because the little ones like this, because like we've got things like a turn of this where they're just like, this was a Pokemon that a uh, plot making device. Yeah. Legends are a whole different it, thing. It's from outer space. Yeah, that doesn't count. That one straight up is a meteor. Yeah. Or turn of this is like really disturbing too, because like all of Dynamax is happening because its body is like destroyed. Its shattered body is all over the earth. Yeah. Which is kind of disturbing. 
don't know, like there's definitely more to that eternity story that we just didn't get by the way yeah yeah i think so i guess it's kind of cool because like pokemon does that a lot where they just kind of like somebody definitely thought of a lot of lore and we only got a little piece of it right it's like it's the dm's conundrum in D D. Where you write like this awesome backstory and your players see like 5% of it. <laughs> yeah. Part of me wants to see, you know, we always make the mention of like, I want to see the original dragon, not the yeah, yeah. the one that Kira made. I want to see Eternatus if you assemble all thousand of the wishing pieces and put it back together so it's not just this skeletal dragon. I want to see real Eternatus. <laughs> How big is it really? <laughs> I don't know. Like I just, Eternatus, I, I'm really upset we got like poison dragon type instead of like ghost dragon or something no poisonous radiation oh is that what it is kind of makes sense i'm into that continue yeah i mean that's why iron moth is a poison type it's radiation uh okay sure i'm gonna let you continue on that train of thought sure (laughs) (laughs) i'll let you continue thinking that that's true what do y'all think about Kyurem? I mentioned that one. What do y'all think about that one? Oh, Kyurem, where it, like, <sighs> because there is actually an impact site at the giant chasm. That's one that I feel like people forget is a space. I think that would, honestly, okay, so, like, there's a lot of rumors floating around now about, like, a Legends Unova, right? Or people wanting that, at least. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If I were the Pokemon company, I would ask for that, in all honesty. I Because I think it would sell well, because, obviously, Legends Arceus did well. Right. I thought it did well. That was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Like I still go back to that one because it's such a different experience than a normal Pokemon game. Heck yeah. And it is just its own game. And so you can just like run around, catch things. It feels very good. Yeah. I think it would be really cool to like experience that, like the meteor crashing down and then like the original dragon there. Yeah, because it's the original dragon that fell from the meteor, not Qrem. Qrem is the corpse of the original dragon per black and white two. Yeah, exactly. I, I would be kind of interested to see that. Because there's, like, a lot of lore there, right? Yeah. For the giant chasm. Like, the giant chasm in Unova, for being, like, this little, like, post-game area that you really don't ever have to go to, has a surprising amount of lore behind it. It really does. Uh, It would be... It's very interesting, and it would be really cool to experience that in, like, a Legends format. Like, I don't know. Legends just opens up a bunch of these formats and these stories that you can tell. Yeah. I cannot praise Legends Arceus enough. Yeah. Uh, for the way it did one, the story, but also to handle to handle the lore and three, just like fun gameplay. Uh, outside of the battle mechanics, please don't. Yeah, please let's never let's never revisit that ever again. Well, we can revisit it, but can we like fix it so I understand how like the speed tiers work? Yeah, I'm, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Like it needs to be different. Like we don't we don't need to do that again. Like the speed tiers at 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 minimum need to be different. Like that's all I need. Like we can we can do your your weird little like battle styles or whatever no that's fine i'm but yeah the whole speed thing makes no sense and things yeah it's just not yeah it made no sense i could not figure it out right like it's not does not feel like a pokemon game or at least not like what you would expect in a battle well that's kind of that was kind of the point i assume but even then it's just like uh it just it didn't feel good but you have no way you have no way of planning about it. It's just like that's the difference. There's especially like just some battles where it was just like, uh, I just don't get to attack now. Because speed doesn't reset, I guess, when I come in. No bueno. It's fine. What Pokemon what Pokemon are capable of fusing together? Fusing together. Uh there's only like two, uh really. It's it's like the Kirim, and then there's Necrozma. There's Necrozma, yeah. There's Kirim and there's Necrozma. 
No. Um, what about... So since Reshiram, Zekrom, and Qrim are all a space alien... I guess you could kind of technically include, like, Calyrex. Oh my god, it's the Dark Crystal. You could also include, like, <laughs> Calyrex to some extent, right? Calyrex is less a fuse and more of a partnership as one. Yeah. So wait, you're saying different Pokemon that fuse together to create... Yeah, to create, like... Okay. Shelter, Shelter and Slowpoke. Oh yeah, there we go. That's one. Okay, yeah. Yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> Pink Lump strikes again. Yep. <laughs> Other. Because <laughs> I was starting to think, like, are space Pokemon capable of fusing? Is that how... Well, you also have, like, LGM and, like, BEM. Like, those are supposed to be aliens. I mean, like, less, like, are space capable of fusing, fusion, but is, like, the fusion thing limited to... Mm, no, no. No, because you have... um. Yeah, I mean... Technically, that's how, like, yeah, a Magnemite evolves. Oh, that way. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. You're right. And, um, oh, what's the Psychic and Steel one that's slipping my brain right now? Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, that's like another one that fuses together to evolve. But, like, yeah, two Pokemon becoming one in the game is like legend mechanics. So I guess that's, but yeah, that's, that's a thought that crossed my mind. If we're, if we're going to loop Ultra Beasts into aliens and all that kind of stuff, like Necrozma. Well, they are aliens, they live on other planets. I guess you should. I guess you should to some extent. Like, it's extra dimensional, which, I don't know. It, in some places, people... You go through wormholes, you travel around. If they're ultra wormholes, which is... Is that a normal wormhole? I don't understand. Better than normal wormholes. We've got ultra wormholes. Also, I don't like the way ultra wormholes are shaped. Those are wrong. Oh, yeah, that is a little weird. Um... <laughs> Uh, the way they're shaped, well, the way they're shaped isn't, is more of like a portal than a wormhole. But to be fair, to be fair, as a child, you would not understand like the concept of like a wormhole in three dimensional space. I don't know. Why are you going to different planets and there's like normal Pokemon there? No, no, that is the confusing part, right? Like that's, that's, that's where it gets a little weird. Well, you see, it's convergent evolution. You see, it's kind of like Wiglet, but it's just the actual Pokemon itself, fully capable of breeding with the other Pokemon from Earth because they're the same. <laughs> Don't worry about it. No, no. Yeah, does that does that mean like Lombre is a uh, Lombre is and does Leafer also? This dude, that's some like that's some like Star Trek alien stuff where everything is a human and everything breeds with each other. I think it's just I I I don't know that I would include the Pokemon that are in that, uh, but I would include Ultra Beast at least because like Ultra Beast aren't here. Oh, Ultra Beast definitely. And I mean, they purposely designed Ultra Beast to look like aliens and stuff like that. Yeah, to look wrong. They made that. Yeah, they they purposely broke the rules for Pokemon design for Ultra Beast. Well, and that, that's what makes them awesome. Yeah, I mean, they are cool. I'm not saying that Ultra Beasts aren't interesting, but I, I think they, I think there's just some, uh, I don't know. It's weird to call them alien, but I, I guess I agree with that because I don't know how else you introduce like proper space travel plots into a Pokemon game other than <laughs> being like, here's a portal to another world. Have fun. Because Ultra Space is, could also be defined as just like the space in between space, right? Ooh. Oh god! Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I know you're dying, <laughs> but like it could just be like, oh, we're going to different planets, you know, via this inter interdimensional space, uh, and then we can go to other planets that way, which I think is okay. I think that's a fair way to put it. I think that was a fun little mini game type thing. I liked that. It was. I enjoyed it. 
I liked it. It was cute. Um, so one that I was, when I was looking at the list of extraterrestrial Pokemon, the one that, one of the ones that surprised me was Gotharita. Yeah. Oh yeah. I don't believe that one. Uh, so the, the explanation is they arrange pebbles in the shapes of constellations. I'm like, that's stupid. People do that. That's not a good one. That is the weakest core. I, I arrange pebbles. No, that's stupid. You don't arrange pebbles, Seth. I know you. Uh, yes, I do. I have a rock collection, Thatch. Yeah, but you're not arranging them in the form of a constellation. Okay, no, but fine. Maybe I am. Maybe I'm not. Who knows? Now you are, just to prove me wrong. Now I will. I'm going to get a DM tomorrow morning of, like, the Big Dipper in, like, rocks. Look, I put all my amethyst in the shape of the Big Dipper. <laughs> wow, Seth, you put seven rocks in a shape. Thanks. <laughs> I'm from space. Thatch, I'm from space. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> Look. <laughs> <laughs> this is how we know. That'll be the thumbnail for the time, for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> it is Georgia. It is Georgia, so. I got nothing better to do. But you know what? I feel like that's almost just, it's almost in character for Pokemon as a setting. It seems like people people have lived apparently with Pokemon for thousands of years, but they still don't know anything about them. It's so shocking, isn't it? I love it. Right? Like, how do you not know this? I mean, it's like us with most animals. Like, early on, the idea felt like, oh, these are this is like a new phenomenon for, like, Pokemon to exist. I, to be fair, though, like, if you look at just, like, modern science and how we've evolved in, like, the past... Well, not evolved, but, like, how modern science has gone in, like, the past even, like, 20 years, we have learned so much about so many things that we did not know, like, including animals... Do you know why it took so long? I saw this on a TikTok that I just absolutely loved. It's from a like one of those British quiz show things. Um, do you know why it took so long for the giant tortoise to get a scientific classification? Uh, because we probably didn't know where it belonged, just because. No, because we kept eating them. Oh, no. To, and like they never made it to London to be analyzed and classified because people just it was apparently among the most delicious animals that are out there. And people just kept eating it and didn't but yeah, I, research it or anything like that. They didn't learn about it. They just ate it. I mean, we've learned a lot. You just like like you look at like whales and dolphins and stuff like we've learned a ton of stuff in like the past 20 years. Like there's a reason why there is no more Shamu at SeaWorld. Well, I mean, like, do, I mean, look at how human evolution is like our understanding of human evolution has changed in the past five years, like with the amount of stuff that's come out. I mean, it's it's changing almost on a yearly basis at this point. And so our understanding is just getting so wildly different that I, I kind of understand the idea of like we've lived with these for a thousand years, but we really don't know anything about them. And around the time frame Pokemon came out, like, but I mean, like, OK, you don't know this thing is from space. Yeah, well, OK, but like. I could also see a a version where like we just people just thought that's the truth, but it might not be right. Um, I don't know. Like I could believe that if there was like some Pokemon that just just randomly showed up some days. Uh, and you also have to look at some Pokemon that t definitely are products of modern times. A, a good example of that's like Magnemite, right? Uh, there, there's just like a lot of Pokemon like that, so it kind of makes sense to me. I don't know, but, like, there's obviously some that are definitely from outer space, um, but to be fair, like, Lunatone and Solrock, like... I don't know, but you, you, you can figure it out if they're from outer space after a couple of years living with them, right? Like, you kind of figure it out, like, oh, this one came from an egg, okay, cool, it's not from the space, like, station, that's... A, I don't know. It, so maybe all Pokemon were from space, right? That's what the anime said. Well, technically, all Pokemon are from space. 
That is what the anime posits, and I'm not against... Like, if we assume one Pokemon's from space, I think you have to fall under the assumption that they're all from space somehow. Oh, so maybe this is why when you travel through the wormholes, you find just normal Pokemon in at, the, at the wormholes, because that's they're just everywhere. Yeah, Pokemon are just everywhere. Did Arceus create everything or just Sinnoh? We're getting into this kind of a question. Arceus created everything. Done. Okay. Next question. So is Arceus like taking these Pokemon from across the worlds? Like, you know, like, you know, maybe it evolved on this planet, but he's, you know, taking him into all the other ones too. This place could use a Yan Mega. (laughs) (laughs) It could use a Yan Mega. Celesteela needs a flying bug friend. I definitely would agree with that, honestly. I I think there's a lot of really? uh, okay. I think there's a lot of good uh things from there. I don't know. I really do think like poke all a lot of Pokemon could be from outer space. Um that's why they're so weird. Or like pocket dimension type things like with the creations. And it could explain like some Pokemon like why you see some new ones randomly sometimes. Because like there's a new meteor that drops and like you just see new Pokemon. New content dropped. <laughs> just new Pokemon are there. <laughs> I'm not lying, though. Yeah. Well, well, then what about, like, lost evolutions, right? I think that's one of the things that, Ar- you know, Legends Arceus gave us was evolutions have been lost in time. I don't know. We we were getting ready, and we, you mentioned one that kind of threw me for a little bit that kind of loops into this, where it's not just, like, space stuff, but if we're talking extra-dimensional stuff, um, you mentioned Dusk Noir, Mark. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was the other one that's weird. That on one is weird because of, like, the spirit world nonsense, but... Yeah. Yeah, I don't believe that. No, 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 no. Yeah. That's just... I don't know about that. It's a ghost. Like, that's not from space. No, but it's not from Earth, in a sense. Well, yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean it's from, like, I don't know, our guess... Or when we're talking about, like, outer space, like, our conventional idea of, like, being extraterrestrial, that's not... I don't know. It's extra-dimensional. It's different. This is this is like an um actually push your glasses up your nose thing like exactly I don't want to do that I don't want to be that guy come on can I uh, can I can I mention specifically Sableye because it's me mm, yeah you can and I I'll shut it down when it gets crazy continue <laughs> <laughs> I like Sableye a lot obviously really I'm shocked I'm shocked I know it's a rock collecting little gremlin hello yeah <laughs> I think you're both the same height too right. About the same, yeah, foot eight, yeah. Uh, yeah, right? I, th- I think, I think, I, I've seen you in person, so I believe this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we were talking earlier, like, oh, this Pokemon's based on this, this Pokemon's based on this, blah, 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 blah. It's, it's very much the opposite of the Slowpoke pink lump thing. And Sableye's based on the Kelly Hopskinville Goblin encounter that a guy in, I forget where, was it's like- Kentucky, wasn't it? I saw an alien outside my house, and it had sway, swaying hips and crystal eyes, and I swear it was there. That's Sableye. That's just Sableye made into a Pokemon. That's the Hopskinville Goblin made into a Pokemon, and I love it. And that's why, like, in the games, its animations are the way they are, and the, the swaying specifically. They took the description of the Hopskinville Goblin, made it a Pokemon, even down to its, like, idle animations, and it did a really good job with that, so... There's a lot of little bits like that that are real fun. You know what? I'm not going to I'm not going to go here. I said during our break I wasn't going to do it, but we need more cryptid Pokémon. Uh, which ones do you want? Which ones do you want? We need Okay, we could have a Wendigos, right? 
we could have Wendigos. They're like from the Great Lakes region. I forget which uh, First Nations. They're uh, part of the legend, but they're like kind of like vampires. Um, they're like, uh, I don't remember if they're shapeshifters or not. Oh, they, um, I see. A lot of times conflated with uh, Bigfoot, even though they're not even the same. Um, I mean, Bigfoot's a good one. We could ha- we don't have any like good like Bigfoot type Pokemon. I feel like Wendigo is way too creepy. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. But but I mean, look at all the ghost types we have. Look how creepy those are. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But I feel like that one's uh, particularly creepy. You can bubble it down somehow a little bit. I want to see a Jackalope Pokemon. That'd be good. Yeah. See, there's another one. Jackalope. Hoop Snakes. How have we not hit Jackalope Pokemon, by the way? I am shocked by that, actually. I don't understand how that's not happened. Maybe it's too maybe it's too local. I don't know. Well, I mean, God, like and I said this before, like we could have had this type of stuff in Gen 5, and instead we got freaking genies and dragons and French literary characters. Oh, they've never they've never really based the Pokemon off the region though. Like Yeah, that's true. I was about to say the same. They have somewhat. More recently they have. I think the exception to that rule is like literally a Lolan Marowak and a Lolan Executor. I, I think every other Pokemon region, when they've introduced a Pokemon, it has nothing to really do with that region. I would disagree. I w- they started doing that in Gen 6, and then they ramped that up in 7 and 8. So, I think 6 and on. 6 and on, which was where they really, really kind of leaned into, this is based on very clearly and obviously this part of the actual real-life globe, and let's incorporate that into this. Gen 6 was both like the best and the worst generation for Pokemon ever. Uh I thought it introduced a lot of fun stuff. Like it was a good it was a good recovery after what was Gen 5. <laughs> but then I don't know. It you know how like the Barbie movies taken off a lot recently and then Mattel's like, "Oh man, Barbie took off. That must mean everybody wants a Thomas the Tank Engine and Barney movie." Yeah. No. Wait, what? Really? <laughs> That's a thing. <laughs> They're apparently making like 17 more movies based on their toy lines. Yeah, yeah, they're pla- they like yeah, they pretty much just like want to take all of their properties and like make movies out of them and make a cinematic universe. Oh boy, I don't like that. <laughs> That's literally not the point of like us wanting to people wanting to like go see Barbie. Um uh it's kind of how I feel like what happened with Gen 6, like it recovered, it, like they stuck the landing after the fumble that was Gen 5. And then and then they're just like that just means everybody wants this, right? And <laughs> Uh, and that's kind of what we've gotten. Everyone wants Gen 1. Ah, uh, you're not entirely wrong. Looking at you, Wiglet. Our most recent example. I hate Wiglet for so many reasons. I like the one that was voiced by what's-his-name. <laughs> the guy who did the impression of him. Yeah, it was, I just really- My name is Wiglet. <laughs> oh, um- I forget his name. It's just so sad because I love him. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried, yeah. My name is Wiglet. Rest in peace, you beautiful voice. Yeah, he's dead. I know. Uh, I was so close to just going around you, Thatch, and having him do like the intro to Battlecast, signing up for that thing. (laughs) This is Puckle Battlecast. (laughs) That would have been the funniest thing. I you can get you can get Professor Oak to do it. There, that's true. You can. Cameo's great. I, you can get a lot of good people on that. There was the one that they got Gilbert Gottfried to talk to Finchinator on Smoke. When are you gonna ban Toxapex? <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, Finchinator, the OU mod, they're just like, when are you gonna ban Toxapex? Thank you for updating the viability. Re- and he's clearly reading and has no clue what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what he's saying. He's just reading it. He's just reading it. When are you going to ban Toxapex? <laughs> uh, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. It was pretty good. Oh, but we're talking we're talking space aliens. Space I mean, there aren't that many more for us to talk about, but well, I mean the obvious one like Lunatone and Soul Rock, right? Like those are clearly from space, but Yeah, you mentioned that one, the Meteor Boys. Yeah, we mentioned those briefly. The one that we the one that we haven't talked about that Seth promised he had opinions on and I think is a good way to end is Deoxys. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Deoxys. Hit me. What do y'all think of that one? I think that uh, Deoxys is, uh, well, I guess it's not really a, it's not supposed to be one, right? Because isn't like a virus get shot up and then like they just, it, the DNA got changed and they came back and it was Deoxys? Not quite. Yeah, yeah. Or something like that. What happened? If you put pieces of the lore together, it is caused by the events of Oraz with the Delta episode, potentially. Or no, not that's not caused by, pardon me, I'm misspeaking. If you put some of the lore together, it could be linked to the uh, Gen 6 laser, the ultimate weapon, the laser that shot up and circled back or whatever, or even like when it was used the first time and then the meteor finally looped back to Earth. But that power changed a random space virus or something into it gave it the energy to become Deoxys and then come back. Okay, so it's still from space. I mean, it's extraterrestrial. Is it from space, though? Uh, if, if the virus originated in space, yes. Did we make that? Is it from space or is it us? Uh, I think... And that, that depends on if my little, you know, putting pieces of lore together is true. I, I think a lot of Pokemon fans put too much put too much into this laser. Heck yeah. I really don't like like the battle or like that laser being the sticking point for like splitting timelines and all this other nonsense. Um, oh, is that is that a theory? I never I've never heard that one. Yeah, well, I don't know about the laser splitting timelines. I think that's more the um or the events of Aura specifically splitting the timeline. I don't uh, think it's the laser. I don't know. I I still don't like it. Uh, and it's less that the timeline is actively split and more just acknowledgement that different worlds and times and dimensions where things are and are not exist. Because that's what they were going to do in Auras was just like, we're going to put this in the world that doesn't have megas. Because aren't, aren't there like aren't there like timelines or dimensions where like there just wasn't the laser at all, right? Like the f- weapon didn't get fired at all? By extension, yeah. Uh, then there's Deoxys in those, right? So Deoxys might not... Via Pokemon Home. Deoxys might have been made from something else, right? Uh, it could have been... Uh, so, this is a research area we're getting into. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like, space radiation's a real thing, okay? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a huge problem. And and so, it's... Uh, you've got uh, a lot of things. You've got a lot of energetic particles fly, flying around out there. Um, a lot of iron atoms flying around, uh, ruining, ruining your day. Um, and... They, if they can ruin a uh, a transistor, uh, I think they can uh, ruin a space virus. That's true. And Deo- Deoxys is the crystal in its chest. That is the only part of it that actually matters. Oh, uh, yeah. Exactly. So it's not even a Pokemon. It's a rock. I don't know. I'm also like a really big fan of like the way it's portrayed in, in adventures. So mm, that I don't know. Oh, man, I should. I Everybody should read adventures up until the end of the Emerald Arc and then just stop um because it's like meh after that oh yeah i need to pick that up again Dude, i recommend it it's so good like adventures is i don't know adventures is the way some somebody said somewhere that pokemon adventures was the uh was the way for uh was like the most like accurate way to understand the pokemon world yeah one of the creators i forget who it was 
Yeah, one of the crew. I don't know if it was Satoshi Tajiri. It was Satoshi Tajiri. It was Satoshi Tajiri. He actually endorsed it, uh, and he said, "He said this is the comic that most resembles the world I was trying to convey." Which is great. It's a great world. It is. It's actually really good, and I really like the way it's uh, portrayed. It's much different uh, compared to even the anime. Uh, I I just think it's very it's very interesting. Uh, so definitely recommend it. I we used to talk about it on the podcast, but I really hate talking about a graphic novel on an audio podcast. Yeah, fair. But I do recommend it. I think it goes all the way through like Sword and Shield right now too. The series that are still ongoing are one Sword and Shield, um, Sun and Moon, and even Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire are still happening. Oh wow, really? They're all still going on. It's it's kind of interesting. I think I'm not sure. I, I Alpha Sapphire Omega Ruby might have ended, but I, I don't remember. I think Sun and Moon though are still going on. Actually, I don't think we got one announced for uh, Gen Nine either. Oh, interesting. Which is kind of sad. Oh my gosh! I just put together that Deoxys, Staryu, and Starmie all share the characteristic of being just the Rock. Uh, are Staryu and Starmie just the Rock? I don't know about They're, that. That's their core. That's they can be cut down to just the core. Mm, I don't know. Okay, but that's saying that that's like uh, that's like saying that you're not your arms and your legs. I also don't have psychic powers. Well, I mean, there was plenty of times in the anime, at least, where there, those rocks would get broken and they were still alive. So I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Extraterrestrial Pokemon, though, what a good time. Aliens, <laughs> aliens, what a good time. I want to know what your favorite alien Pokemon or cryptid Pokemon is. Uh, yeah. Ooh. So send that into the mailbag at uh, pucklepodcast at gmail.com. Uh, but yeah, this is a, I think this is a good place to stop. Uh, I think we had a lot of, we, I mean, we were talking about the manga. So uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's always a good place to stop. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and uh, say we're done. And at the same time, we're going to kick it on over to the Pokemon of the episode. We will catch you on the flip flop. <laughs> Welcome to our Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode this week is National Dex number 947, Bramblegast, the Tumbleweed Pokemon. It's Pokemon Scarlet. Entry reads, it will open the branches of its head to envelop its prey. Once it absorbs all the life energy it needs, it expels the prey and discards it. Okay, that, okay, we were just kind of like in between segments <laughs> pooping on Bramblegast, but that's actually a really sick uh, entry. Metal as heck. Uh, <laughs> that is a, that's a, that's a ghost type for sure. That is, in fact, a, a ghost, ghost type. type. There is a really cool Bramblegast card in uh, Paldea Evolved. Um, it's interesting. It's not. I guess I shouldn't say it's good. I feel like that's a misnomer, is it? in all honesty. It's um, the only card it's got right now. So uh, Until we get Bramblegast EX in like a year and a half, right? Yeah. Right. Um, uh, and, but there's the, the, the Bramblegast card. It's the first one. Um, I wanted to use it so badly in pre-release because oh yeah I, it's really it's really cute this is me talking about bramble Gast outside of the video yeah. game it's got the attack yeah deadwood detonation 80 damage during your opponent's next turn attacks of the defending pokemon cost two colorless energy more which in pre-release is <laughs> death that's death in pre-release yeah like you're you just can't attack and if you if you manage to get like a reverse energy on it because that came out in Paldea, yeah. But even Ooh. then, yeah, it's just yeah, it's just not gonna happen. Like I, I try. I looked at it. And I'm like, man, I really want to play this. Uh, and yeah. I got it in like a one one line, but it never happened. It never came up. <laughs> it was so sad. I was so distraught. I was like, man, this is what I this is what I live for. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, but actually, I was I, I was surprised to look at its stats and be like, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, why is this not used like more? Uh, yeah. Uh, 115 attack and base 90 speed. Like that's that's decent actually, and yeah. it's a ghost type, which isn't bad. Uh, it is a grass type, which is bad, but uh, <laughs> depends on what resistance palette you need. Yes, that's true. I mean, the rest of the stats are kind of bad. Uh, like the base 50 HP is bad, and like the defenses are 70, so it's not like the most defensive guy. Um, it's no Trevenant. Uh, but <laughs> it's uh, a special attack of 80. Um, but it's, uh, I mean, it's decent. I mean, it gets all of the ghost moves you'd expect it to get, um, that are Shadow Sneak. And it's got so many other weird move choices, like it's got rapid spin? No, that makes sense. It's a tumbleweed. Yeah. And it's, it's got around. strength sap? It's a tumbleweed. Yeah, it, we just read the dex entry, I get it. Yeah, but I mean, like, even a lot of ghosts can drain life energy, but this strength sap is a very, very sparsely, um distributed move i like i yeah, like strength sap as a healing move on everything in all honesty they yeah. should widely distribute strength sap more often i think it would help with uh i think it would help with a lot of physical attackers i agree i i think strength sap is an awesome move i like it and i'm glad that they've started distributing it more because a couple other things got access to it this gen that didn't have access to it before mm. like some i can't think of anything uh i was it's, trying to pull it up many. but i couldn't think of it so there's nothing that i guess there's nothing that gained access to it but um like small live has it so arbolova with that is really cool yeah uh um, i mean you're right course electric blim you know those normal ones that had it already but yeah that's it it bramblegast has a, just about exactly what it needs to be what it is mm-hmm. it does a fun little job i've even Used it in OU slightly successfully, and it's hilarious because people look at it and just like, what? what? <laughs> why is why is the tumbleweed here? Okay, cool. I'll just use heat wave on what? Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Okay, yep. hurricane that uh, what? Because that wind rider ability is weird. Yeah, it's weird. Immune to wind moves. So we do have a team with Bramblegast on it for BSS. So if you want to play in Summer League, we think we've got yeah. like two weeks left. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can collect badges for two more weeks and you can try to do it with this Bramblegast team. Um, we've got, uh, Bramblegast holding a Rocky helmet with Windrider. Um, yeah. and I, I guess I should get like the actual words for Windrider, but I, I got it pulled up. Oh, it what is, is it? <clears throat> tell me, tell me, sir. When a Pokemon with Windrider is hit by a wind move or when Tailwind takes effect, its attack is increased one stage and the move will have no effect on that Pokemon. Oh, that's kind of cool. So it's an attack boost. I like it. And um That's cute. Immunity, which is more important. Wind moves, notably like mm-hmm. Blizzard, Bleak Windstorm, Heatwave Hurricane, Whirlwind. Which nobody uh, uses. That's fine. Except Bulbasaur in that one anime episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, there's there's a handful of moves now that with the newly categorized wind move that yeah. it's immune to completely. That's handy. Especially in VGC. Because mm-hmm. heatwave hits both things. V- heatwave is very common in VGC. It is. It is actually. Yeah. It's going to be more so because I think Zapdos is back. Um, yeah. <laughs> which is terrifying. And I mean, Chiyu uses it. Like. Yep. And Hurricane's handy to be immune to. Mm-hmm. Bleak Wind Storm because of the genie. Yep. All the genie moves. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So Bramble Gast is uh, Terra type of steel because that's just a good Terra type to have um, for the things that are going to try to hit it. 
244 HP, 252 defense, 12 speed, just so you can outrun other Bramble gas. Uh, <laughs> and it, there's probably actually a real reason, but uh, <laughs> Impish Nature. Uh, it's got uh, Power Whip, Shadow Sneak. Oh, it does get Shadow Sneak. I'm a dummy. Um, strength Snap and Protect. Wait, this is this is a this is a VGC team. This is a VGC yeah. team. I read yeah, Battle Stadium is. singles for some reason, but this is VGC. Oh. Yeah, this is VGC for yeah, sure. Yeah, this totally is. Oh, it's one thousand percent VGC because there's we did yeah, the exact VGC same thing last race. week where yeah. was going through it. We're like, why does everything have protect on it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so we also have a, an Iron Hand um, on the team with an assault vest. Uh, it's got the quark drive ability because that's all it can have. Um, it's uh, it got grass terra type because you don't want to get hit by a lot of things. Because earthquake, you, I imagine. Yeah, earthquake mostly. Um, and you've got uh, a VGC or a uh, stat spread only a mother could love. <laughs> uh, max attack <laughs> is the important thing. Adamant nature. And you've got uh, six IVs in speed. That is very specific. <laughs> um, wild charge, uh, drain punch, heavy slam, and fake out. This is very standard Iron Hands. Like, do the damage. Do the thing. Survive. Um, Iron Hands is also real big right now because all of the... Uh, uh, terrors are in it. Um, what are they called? Uh, Chi, the, 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 the ruins, Ruin Quartet. The treasures of Ruin. The Treasures of Ruin, yeah. So, uh, it's really big. It helps take all of them out because they're all weak to Iron Hands. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, somebody talk about two more of these guys. And- all right. So, next we got Tornadus with a mental herb. Got that prankster ability. Uh, terror type ghost. EVs are hmm, 164 <laughs> HP, 52 defense, 132 special attack, 4 special defense, and 156 speed. Uh, I got that Timid Nature uh, with Bleak Wind Storm, uh, Sunny Day, Tailwind, and of course Protect. Um, mm. Next we got some Flutter Main action with a booster energy, of course, with Protosynthesis. Uh, Terror type fairy. God, these spreads. Uh, Eevee's 36 HP, 252 defense, uh, 164 special attack, 4 special defense, and 52 speed. Got that timid nature action uh, with a little bit of moon blast, shadow ball, icy wind, and protect for all of your speed and protect needs. I think the max defense flutter main has caught on a lot recently. Is that a thing? Yeah, I think it's a thing. Max defense, good enough special attack to, I guess, I, I forget what booster energy would boost here. Probably one. Uh, yes, of course. I can't uh, tell. I can't. I think it's I don't know off the speed. top of my head. I don't know off the top of my head. I think it must be speed because I think that's what the investment pushes you towards. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think max defense flutter main lets it bypass some priority stuff mm. that would otherwise hit it. I don't remember what, but I've read about it somewhere a long time ago. But Probably I love the tornadoes sneak. being there. Yeah, maybe. Or a bullet punch once it terras, mm-hmm. if it does. But the tornadoes being here not only to throw Tailwind up so that Bramblegast is immediately live, but also potentially, I guess if it really wanted to, it could slap it with Bleak Wind Storm. That's not going to Just to keep it boosting. <laughs> yeah. So that's fun. <laughs> Don't hurt me. I I'll, guess that's true. That's a, that's a good partner for it. Yeah. I'll take us home, though. We've got two more Pokemon to go, and one of them's not surprising. It's Chi Yu holding choice specs. Its Yay. ability is, of course, Broken of Ruin, and its terror type is Water, because that's a good one to have. Its EV is really complicated. Um, max special attack, max speed, 
with a timid nature. That's it. <laughs> Move set of heat waves, snarl, terra blast, and overheat. Hit hard, hit fast. Mm-hmm. You had the sunny day too from the from the tornadoes to help yeah. out with that. Oh yeah, yeah. So I I imagine you pretty much go into this selecting either Bramblegast or Chiyu, depending on what you think is going to do you better in that situation. Lead with those two with tornadoes and do what you need to from there. Anyway. Then, taking us home, we've got Gyarados holding a citrus berry for some healing. The ability is Intimidate, Terra type of flying. EVs, equally complicated. Max attack, <laughs> max speed, jolly nature. Move set of Waterfall, Terra Blast, Dragon Dance, and Protect. A Dragon Dancing Gyarados, very cool. And Water Flying actually has surprisingly good coverage. So, yeah, it very does. good. Yeah, it does. Yay, so that's a team. Try it out. Have fun. Good job, team. Yay. Uh, until then, though, guys, uh, we're going to kick it on over to uh, the mailbag. So let's do that. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Mail. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is the part of the show where you, you send an email to pucklepodcast.gmail.com and we might read it on the show. Uh, however, there were at least 19 as of the time of recording, which means we will probably get more. <laughs> <laughs> as scary as that sounds for our last mailbag. Uh, we typically have a prompt. Our prompt last week was, uh, what are your top and bottom five water types? And I think this is the biggest showing we've ever had for one of these. Yeah. In all honesty, like it's nuts. Like I've never seen one this big. It was honestly really exciting to open the open the inbox and see how many we got. Like not even going to lie. Yeah, I'm sure by like Sunday before this one releases, there's going to be at least 20, 25. I love it. That's awesome. Yeah. No, thank you for doing that. I'm going to have to go through it because Sleeve uh, is unfortunately too busy and like actually compile everything. (laughs) Just because there's so many stats, there's so much data here. We can do something with it. (laughs) it's so cool but yes uh all right uh as always this segment is brought to you by the fictional energy drink green tauros the energy drink that gives you hooves hooves or i guess flippers because it's a water type flippers yeah if there's anything cool that we can do here uh (laughs) we're gonna go ahead and uh give out the green taurus badge we'll see but today we've just got a bunch of lists uh i'm gonna kick things off with a uh with an email from rapture Good day, Puckle people. It's Rapture here, and as my name is based on Underwater City, I thought it would be best for me to send my first email to you about my favorite and least favorite water types. Getting straight into it, here are my top and bottom water types. Uh, Top, uh, Lapras. Gen 1 is certainly not one of my favorites, but when I think of an iconic water Pokemon, the OG surfing Pokemon is the first I think of. That Mm, That's honestly like a good... That's fair. I mean, Lapras is great. There's, there's no no apologies there. That's just that's the best. I just think I think of it like an ice type though, and that's probably just a me problem. I think it is. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, melodic. Uh, always had one on my team. It was an iconic Cynthia Pokemon. Uh, Soycoon. Mm. Yeah. Box art legend of my favorite game. Uh, Gyarados. Puckle explained why perfectly. I don't remember what our reasoning was, but we did. It's uh. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. Um, but it's also like midnight here, and I don't remember. Uh, what I had for breakfast. So there, and then Greninja. It's the water Charizard for a reason, and it even got into the Smash roster. Blech. And then honorable mention because it should have been a water type. Lugia. <laughs> His hands are great. Seth. Yeah. His hands are great. <laughs> uh, bottom bottom five. Uh, Drizzile speaks for itself. 
Bruxish, another fish added because we need more fish this time, but make it ugly and forgettable. Okay. But Bruxish is not forgettable. Yeah, Bruxish is actually like a good design. We all certainly remember it, don't we? Yeah, it's grown on me. I'm not going to lie. It is no Basculin, okay? Let's not... No. Hey, hey, hey. Basculin is great. Basculin redeemed itself. Uh, Hisuian Basculin. It did. It did. I li- I will always stand by Basculin, so... Uh, Babarical. I understand Binnacle's design, but Babarical just looks odd. You- you're not wrong, though. Okay, that's fair. Love Disc, the pre-Evo that never was. That's, that's a funny explanation, actually. But you had to catch a lot of them to get the scales. Stop. <laughs> Simipore, the elemental monkey trio strikes again. Yeah, okay. That's fair. Yep. Uh, honorable mention, uh, Fion, because why does this exist? Yep. That's that's also fair. Uh, n- uh, note that uh, Luminium's TCG card redeems it from being on the bottom. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm going to say this about Simipore real quick. Oh, no. Simipore, I always like, yeah, yeah, okay, it sucks. But then I realized after I had a kid that Simipore is doing the I'm a little teapot thing. Yeah, it is. Oh, my. Right? I mean, it's pouring it out. Yeah. That is its whole thing. It is I'm the little teapot. I don't know if that's... Is that a plus? I don't know, but it explains why it looks the way it does. That's just a pose. It makes me feel a little better about it. Oh, my gosh, it is. Sort of. I hope this drums up some good discussion or arguments and hope you all have a great week. See you in the next one. Rapture. Are they all based on like the see no evil, speak no evil? Uh, yes, they are. They are. That's why everybody keeps saying there's going to be a fourth one because there's technically a fourth monkey. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there? I don't know. Um, there's, there's a, there's a third, fourth one. There's a fourth monkey. Let me look it up real quick. Um, yeah, Sim- Pan Sage is, has its mouth open, so it's speak no evil. Pan Seer has its hand to its ear, so it's hear no evil. It's uh, there's also do no evil. There's also do no evil. Uh. That's just Zarud. Yeah. <laughs> no, Zarud, Zarud just shouldn't exist. There is do no evil, and it's usually a Pokemon. It's usually not a Pokemon. It's usually a monkey covering its... It's usually a Pokemon. <laughs> uh, it's usually a, uh, a, a monkey holding its stomach. It Like, it's really? arms around its abdomen, yeah. I've never seen the fourth one. I've only seen the three. So could you imagine? Could you imagine? You know how we got enamorous, but like we get the least type Pokemon of all time, and it's electric type monkey. <laughs> the-, <laughs> the fourth monkey. <laughs> it's electric type. It, it it's uh it's Pan Electro or something stupid. You know, Pan Zap. Pan Zap. It's gonna. Oh my God! Stop. We just made the po. We just made a Pokemon. Simi Zap. Pan Zap. Oh man. Pan Zap and Simi Zap. They're coming to you now. Gen 10. Here we go, boys. <laughs> <Simi's-> <laughs> well, that, you know what? You know what's worse is like we have a Unova game probably coming up too. Legends Unova. Give me Ooh, Pan Zap. Yeah, we do. Here comes Pan Zap. Here comes Pan Zap, guys. I'm so. You heard it. You heard it here first, everybody. You know what's going to be bad is it's going to get like, it's going to, it's actually going to get like Zippy Zap or something and it's going to be good. <laughs> We're going to have to see it. <laughs> We're going to actually have to use it. You know what? You know, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with getting the last, the last monkey being actually good. I'm okay with that. Redemption arc. I would be so sad. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, continue. Uh, who's got the next one? Anybody pick one. I guess I'll I'll go ahead and hop on the next one. I've got this one from Backstein. It's Hello, Thatch and Co. When I saw the episode title, I tried to think of my top and bottom and realized I care very little for most water types. Just very neutral, except for a couple. 
I know that Empoleon got a brief mention, for top at least, but here's a quick story of why Piplup is my absolute favorite water type. I grew up in Port Elizabeth in South Africa, a city on the coast. Oh. As a family, we used to go frequently for walks along the beach as it's warm and sunny. One day we came across a poor African rock penguin covered in oil. As you may know, this often results in them dying. Whoa. So, my mom risked getting bitten and picked up this little penguin and put it in her backpack. We walked a few kilometers back to the car and drove to the nearest aquarium where we were good friends with the person who ran it because I made my mom take me to the dolphin show every week for about four years. Thankfully, <laughs> we got there when the penguin was still okay. That's that's a, I, I want to know more about this story, by the way. I need I need more details. We'll get slightly more lore here in the next paragraph. Yeah, this is interesting. I want to know more. Don't care about water tights, but goes to the aquarium every week. There's some backstory here that I really want to know more about. Right? Yeah, this is great. Anyway, they continue. Thankfully, when we got there, the penguin was still okay, and they managed to get it cleaned up. We went to visit him a few weeks in a row before he was released back into the sea. Ever since, penguins have always been one of my favorite animals. Anyway, I don't think I even have a top five. I'm sure you could guess that palafin makes the top as well. <laughs> Dolphins are amazing creatures. <laughs> and although it was a long wait for the first dolphin Pokemon, it was well worth it. Only other water type I have strong feelings for is Mantine. Can't explain this one. I just really love it. That's fine. I have two I'll put at the bottom. I really dislike the whole Sobble line. My least liked starter line from all all nine gens, and I really wish it didn't exist. Okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. wait. Wow. It's bad, but it's wow, not like okay. Embor bad, right? Like, Yeah, no, I would agree. I personally would agree there. No, Embor's not that bad. Okay, what what would you say is the worst design starter, Mark? Hot takes during the mailbag. Ooh. Worst designed? Like, which one do you le- like the least? Like, of all of all 27 starter lines we have. Oh, man. Uh, hold on a second. Let me think about this. Uh, you know what? Probably Snivy. Oof. Okay. Sub- Sublime's not here. Sublime's not here. It's going to be fine. We can we can move on. But somewhere, he felt a shiver run through <laughs> yeah, his yeah. body. I know it. <laughs> <laughs> he like broke a pencil just now right like he's just he was holding it yeah but you know what that's okay if he that's okay if sublime likes snivy i don't and i think it's probably that's the joy of pokemon right right you know what? that's okay that's okay yep there's only one pokemon that everyone hates and that's the simi zap simi zap <laughs> oh simi zap <laughs> the ou terror of gen 10 <laughs> gen 10 god once it hits legends oh god legends unova anyway i'm continuing on the other is sharpedo i know not many will agree but sharks are really cool and scary creatures can't believe that sharpedo is the only one we've got and they butchered it looks amazing from the front but i have no idea why they cut it in half the back looks ridiculous and really makes me dislike it i'd love to get a new shark maybe based on a hammerhead or something anyway sorry for the really long email and thank you for a great podcast Baxteen. I really just want to know more about this aquarium and this life you live. <laughs> yeah, this, this is great. Yeah. Y'all just want to exchange dolphin knowledge because you're all in the orcas. Okay, but that's different. That was like, that was for completely different reasons that I should go into some other day. <laughs> all right. Uh, I think you've got this one now, uh, Mark. I don't remember which one you've got because there's a bajillion of these emails. Um, yeah, there is. Um, I picked one at random. So here we go. Uh, Hayden, this is from Hayden, 
so Hayden says, what it do, Puckle Crew? I write this email quickly in a parking lot after listening to the most recent episode. <laughs> That's the best place to write an email. At least he's in a parking lot not driving, right? So, uh, Is it the aquarium parking lot? <laughs> Before before I joined the podcast, I there I did this several times, so I totally understand this. <laughs> Interesting choices from our team of co-hosts, to say the least. I didn't listen to the episode, so I don't know what it is. <laughs> whoa, whoa! Fighting words, fighting words. <laughs> it was no flying type episode. Let's throw it out. Listen here, buddy. <laughs> so I've attached my personal top and bottom five. The top five in no particular order and no reasons. Pokemon stand or swim for themselves. Uh, Tapu Finny. Nah. Uh, which, okay. That's fine. Yeah. Dupiter Arachnid. Ooh, that's a good one. Uh, I think they're, I think those are good. I think they're like good, strong bug type contenders. They're fine. I don't know. I, yeah. For bug type? Lapras. I, I do love Lapras personally, so I agree with that one. Um, no, I, I'm kind of upset that we didn't say Lapras, but we had, like, way too much Gen 1 love in the list, and I wanted to tone it down. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Lapras is always, like, for me personally, Lapras is top of the list, so I, I agree with that one. Blech. Ah. Um, my low tick. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Uh, in Primarina. Mm. Mm, I see a theme. I see a theme here. Continue. <laughs> Uh, so that's the top five. Bottom five in also no particular order. But with reasons. But with reasons. But with reasons this time, so which are kind of funny. Uh, so seal, you, you, yuck, you. I don't know why it's so wrong with seal. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Seal's fine. I like. I I said I said on the show last week, and I still stand by this opinion. By the way, I do not dislike seal or dugong. They only elicit emotions of I just feel sorry for them. <laughs> you feel sorry for them. I feel sorry for Dugong and Seal. Like, I just feel sorry for them because I feel like their designs are just that basic, but also that they just get forgotten about a lot. Oh, I don't, I don't mind them. They're okay. They were just one of many, you know. My favorite thing that ever happened with Seal and Dugong was they did that really cool video where uh, they did like a cool animation where somebody was meeting up with Nessa to talk to her and she like goes and swims. Yes, that whole thing. And there was, they, they included a Seal and a Dugong. In the animation. Oh, yeah. And people got mad about it. And Seal and Dugong were... It was, like, right after Dexit, so, like, everybody was really butthurt about everything. Mm-hmm. That was the miniseries they made, wasn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And they had to, They literally had to send out an apology to the Japanese audience apologizing for including Seal and Dugong in the animation because they're not available in Sword and Shield. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that and I'm like, I'm like, that's so weird. Like, you guys were so adamant that you weren't going to worry about Dexit anymore that you apologize for that. It, it, there, there's definitely like, there's definitely like some people just not talking to each other. I, I swear. Oh, yeah. I I don't know. That whole thing. Was, I, I remember that specifically. I thought that was probably one of the funniest things to happen out of Dexit. It was. That was like the funniest <laughs> thing that happened with Dexit. You are absolutely correct. Um, the next one I actually disagree with entirely is uh, Finian and Luminian. Uh, he, well, he says Luminian is cool, but this line is so forgettable. I actually really like the line. Like, I wouldn't. It's not really one you would use in a playthrough, but I think they look just, of all the fish types. I think they're. I think they are okay fish Pokemon. I I mean they're no Basculin, Red Stripe, and Blue Stripe. So, <sighs> well. Um, I don't know. I, I don't mind them at all, given the, the plethora of fish types we have. Um, 
We do have so many fish Pokemon though. Like we have we have way too many. But I, I get it. I get it. Um hey. <laughs> Anyways. Um Toodle. Um would be a toddler named Briley or something and have perpetually sticky hands. <laughs> We put that on our list as well, and Lydian said Chudel looked like a uh, looked like some looked like a Pokemon that would walk up to you and ask you if you had games on your phone. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god! But you know what? I I don't know because I like Dreadnought, so it's a little weird because I'm like, yeah, I agree. No, I like Dreadnought, but I think Chudel Chudel's bad. I feel like Chudel's bad. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, next on the list is Wug Trio. Um, it's very uh, suggestive imagery uh, that can live. This person can live without in their Pokemon games, and yeah, I don't know if it's that. I no, know. I just think it's uninspired. Like I was really disappointed because like we got Wiglet, and I was like, oh, I hope it evolves into something cool and interesting, and like, and not like you know, be something stupid like a Wug Trio instead of Doug Trio. <laughs> and then it literally, like, I think I was just more disappointed at like the lack of creativity. When I when I saw it, you know what I mean, like no, that's fair. In a vacuum, Wug Trio is probably fine. It's just fine. But like when they didn't announce what Wiglet evolves into, and you're just like, man, I hope it's something exciting. And then you, it's just Wug Trio. You're just like, okay, this is dumb. Yeah, I don't know. I think I I have no opinion on them. Honestly, I I think both of them are pretty forgettable in a lot of ways. Like they they exist, and that's okay. But I also don't think about them ever. Wiglet's such a weird concept to me in its entirety, in all honesty, because like I just don't I I understand the point of doing like the convergent evolutions or something like that, where they're just Pokemon that look the same and we gave them similar names. Like I think Toad's cool is very cool. I think that's a very interesting Pokemon. Well, I think it's very Toads. But like Wiglet, like we already had like a Lolan Diglet, or I would be like, yeah. We did. Yeah, we need this. Which I was not a fan of that one, but... Eh. I like the eels that it's based on. Yeah, but we could have... Did we need to call it Wiglet then? We could have called it literally anything else. No, had to had to show yeah. convergent evolution to the children. These are related, but they're not. Ha ha. Also, they're not related, so I don't have to put it in when we put Dexit. The reason Wiglet, the reason Wiglet and Toad School exist, yes, exactly Dexit, is because they didn't want to have to deal with regional Pokemon in future games. They didn't want to deal with regional forms in future games. That's, I'm convinced that is the only reason they exist in the form they are, because they are the exact same thing as a regional form, um, but with different names and dex numbers of their own. Last but not least, certainly, uh, is Swana. And the comment is, girl wishes she was a Pelipper. <laughs> Thank you for reading my email, whether it be on or off the pod. Keep being so swag, my Puckalonians. Thanks, Hayden. Well, you're welcome. It was on the pod, dog. I honestly want Backstein to get it because I want more answers about this aquarium. <laughs> no, I want I want more more uh, more emails, please. I want more stories. I want more stories. I want to know more about these South African like aquarium adventures. I need to know more about this man's life. What what kills me is they were like, oh well, we well I don't really care that much about water types. So you went to the freaking aquarium every week. You lived next to the ocean. What? <laughs> How? No, what? No, I, I need to know more. Everything's just so normal. But I think that's the Green Taurus badge. I think that's the Green Taurus badge. Yeah. I agree. They had a very cool story to go along with mm -hmm. everything. All right. Well, if you want to email us next week, like I said, uh, let us know what your favorite alien Pokemon is and uh, why. Please send that in to PucklePodcast at gmail.com. 
Until next time, though, if you want to hang out with us, best way to do so is to come to the Discord at PuckleDiscord.com. You could follow us on social media at Twitter or whatever it's called today. (laughs) (laughs) Instagram, uh, Facebook, and uh, uh, I guess Threads? We have it. I haven't really opened it. Cool. But we have it. You could also go ahead and follow us over at Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Puckle Podcast. I should be back this week. Sorry, guys. I've been uh, dealing with uh, a few things at work, so I haven't had time to get to the to the stream. But we should be back this week. And we're going to have to move it anyway because I joined a bowling league on Thursday nights. Hmm. I know. I'm such a loser. I did buy a new bowling ball recently, though, so that was fun. And then we went ahead and uh, you could also follow us on YouTube at youtube.com slash Puckle Podcast. Additionally, if you want to help support the show, one of the best ways you can do so is just go to Patreon at patreon.com slash Puckle Podcast. You get a bunch of cool stuff, including Game Corner with these two guys on it this Monday. Yeah. Um, that'll come out on uh, Patreon this Monday. So definitely check that out and see who the uh, trivia master is. I've honestly forgotten which one of you won. <laughs> we recorded like a week ago. Yeah, it was over a week ago, wasn't it? It was like a week and a half ago. I think so. Yeah, okay. Oh, no, it was a week ago. We did it a week ago. Yeah, we did record it a week ago. Yeah. Yeah, it was last Friday, wasn't it? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Anyways. And then, of course, also uh, go to trollandtoad.com and use code PUCKLEPOD5 at checkout to go ahead and get a, a quick uh, a quick and fast discount for 5% off. And we get a small kickback if you want any cardboard like uh, Seth and I are so addicted to. Yeah. Other than that, though, guys, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Seth Viler. And I'm Mark. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.